of the Big Brown Boys podcast where we talk about everything and we talk about absolutely nothing. I'm your host, Jonathan, a.k.a. Young Frog. <laughs> I'm Chop the Chicken Man. I'm just Joey. <laughs> Each and every week we uh, bring a couple topics to the table and we, uh, we just sit and talk about them. But before we do that, how have you guys been this week? Tired as fuck. I know, it's yeah. weird because we're doing this, usually we do this on the weekend, and we usually we do this on, like, Sunday morning, but today, we're doing it Monday night. Yeah. Yeah. After we've had long days at work, and <laughs> all of us are totally feeling it. Yeah. Fuck. So. It's going to be a great one. We're going to be good. So good. <laughs> good. Good at the podcast. I mean, like. The level of excellence that you people have come to expect from us, expect it. Just tone it. Tone, <laughs> it's if, there. It's totally there. 100% there. Turn it down one notch. <laughs> or something. Maybe two notches. No, bring that shit up. You, Get fire on these bitches one time. What? You're going to turn this to 11. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> turn this to 11, yeah. <laughs> turn so me why up don't you can't. just make 10 louder then? But these go to 11. <laughs> what if we just, instead of 10, we just scribble a 1 over the 0, so that way it goes from 9 to 11. Ooh. Shortcuts, I like it. Yeah. That way we don't have to actually be at 11, we just need to be at 10. I mean, like, that's a real Monday mode of thinking. Let's or, just take the best shortcut. Better yet, we'll just take, in. we'll take our 1, we'll write a 1 next to it. <laughs> That way our first one is really great, and then the rest of them are going to be complete shit, just like everything else in our yeah, lives. Yeah, it's going to be a little rough. What have you guys been doing this week? Um, not much. I've been watching a lot of stuff on Netflix. Uh, a couple of original series. I watched F is for Family, the Bill Burr animated series. I think I watched that. That was alright. I liked it, uh, mostly because it's supposed to be a little autobiographical of his childhood and the way he remembers his father and stuff. And it's also kind of funny to see it in the mode of just like, oh yeah, this is pure 70s. Like, the racism is there. The misogyny from the 70s is there. And it just kind of makes for a good kind of contrast from what we experience today. Right. Like, we've come so a far A time that Joey wishes he could go back to. <laughs> oh yeah, so I could be barred from jobs because I'm brown. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, I watched Big Mouth as well. Um, this is a Nick Kroll, John Mulaney animated series. I think I watched like an episode of that and I, I don't think I could get into that one. Yeah. I, I don't know. I liked it. It's Netflix kind of gets like a pass with like the first or second episode being just kind of meh because it's like, it's just there. So you can just kind of like breeze right through the entire series. I liked it. Or you can like have it on while you're doing something else where you're mm-hmm. kind of just catching snippets of it. Yeah. So like it, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was kind of up there up above like most animated shows that are out now um let's see i watched uh the ritual the new netflix original um horror flick it's about four friends who go on a backpacking journey through the norway wilderness yeah we, we Ann and i watched that one yeah it was uh, pretty like good it? yeah i liked right. it the monster was kind of weird it was weird but it was kind of cool so it kind of like imagine Chuck's uh, not gonna watch it so we can spoil it for him I'm not. Yeah. So it spoilers for the ritual, I guess. 
There's a monster in it. And I'm just going <laughs> to describe the monster if I kind of remember it correctly. It was deer-like, yeah. but very tall. But the neck didn't go up into a head. It went down. And it had into like, like the top torso of a person, right? That but was hooded. Also, didn't it also have like crabs? It had like, arms. It had arms, but the it had just glowing eyes. It looked like a Jawa yeah. was uh, stuck on this giant deer thing, and it was just walking around. It had arms. <laughs> yeah. It was creepy. It was yeah. creepy. It was. It was like, and they did a good job of kind of like teasing it throughout, but yeah. not like not showing pulling it, pulling the trigger too quick. Yeah, on and it. Which I is think good. the it was way more atmospheric and psychological horror kind of yeah. vibe to it, which was nice. But I don't really see that movie being released in a major theater because I think that's the cool thing about Netflix is that they allow for different types of movies to be released that may have not necessarily been picked up by an actual distributor. So I think there was another horror movie that just that Netflix just put out, I think, like this last month. I'm going to say it's called like Veronica or something like that. Something with a V, but... Um, apparently that one's also not too bad. Hmm. Let me check it out. So. Let's see. I was, I've been watching a lot of stuff on Netflix. I watched, uh, Nailed It on Netflix. That was funny. <laughs> What's that about? So that is based on the internet phenomena of Nailed It, where they have, like, a side-by-side of someone who, like, tried to bake, like, a minion cake, <laughs> and then the reality of the person who made it, it just looks like shit. <laughs> They made a show of that, and it's on Netflix. Oh, I need to watch that. <laughs> yeah, and then in the final episode, they do a cake based on Trump. Yeah. And they nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> nailed it. Yeah. I think the best part about making a cake about Trump is that you could just make it look as horrible as possible, and people are still going to think it's a great success. Yeah, I don't know about these, but <laughs> I need to watch them. Um, I also watched the Poker King, which is uh, that's the one with Jack Black. Yeah, right? was it good? Um, it was. It's good for Netflix. Is the best way. So, like, if you watch it, you're not really losing anything to watch it. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so it's another movie. I don't think that would make it to theaters too well. Um, it doesn't have that kind of like theater. It just didn't really have like a good enough like doesn't have like the audience appeal to it the box office draw yeah, you would need to like justify releasing mm-hmm. it yeah so because it's about this guy who's it, the leader of a polka band and he starts this ponzi scheme and swindles like over like 10 million dollars from uh these people over on the east coast and like over like the course of like 20 states and like fucking like 10 years of doing it and shit and it's kind of a crazy story because he just somehow just pulls off like all this impossible stuff like he's just a dude in a polka band but people are trusting him to invest their money and he's offering like you know 10 12 percent back from your investment which is insane and then he offers like 20 percent back from your investment which is incredibly insane but people fall for it and they do it because they're greedy as shit and uh, like he somehow like arranges a meeting with the Pope and he gets nominated for a Grammy and like all this crazy shit happens in his life. Um, and it's an interesting story, but it's kind of dry and a little boring. The only thing that really makes it worthwhile to watch is Jack Black's performance because he's just, just inherently charismatic. He's just kind of like Jack Blackie. Cause he's kind of yeah. like, 
Jack Black has that kind of like way he is in movies where he's just kind of like Jack Black or yeah. just kind of a little over the top. But with the Polish accent this time. So, and uh, there's also a, a documentary on Netflix about the actual Poker King called The Man Who Would Be King. And his story is insane. So, like, watch it. it like, they kind of like ask some questions that don't really get answers because no one really knows the answer except for the guy and he's not saying anything about like how he somehow arranged a meeting for all these other people f- with the Pope. Like he somehow got actually got to meet like John Paul II. So he's just kind of like the Tommy Wiseau uh, yeah. where nobody kind of knows anything and how he did this. And yeah. He's just keeping his mouth shut on all of it. Kind of. Yeah. And then like his story in prison was insane too. So like it's, it's pretty fun. He started the first prison polka band? I hope so. I wish, but like, <laughs> if that's not the case. Like, he got, like, someone tried to kill him in prison, and, yeah, it, he gets street cred because of it, and he makes a rap song out of it. A rap song? A rap song. Ooh. Rapping polka. It's great. Is he Weird Al? <laughs> <laughs> the, the mysterious origin of Weird Al, we finally know it. And then, uh, I watched the Oscars, that's, uh, yeah, so the Oscars happened the day that we recorded, the day, was it the day, day of or the day after? I don't remember, but day it was of. like, yeah. It's on a Sunday, so yeah, day of. So how did you think, feel about the uh, Oscars? It's a big night for big brown boys everywhere. Because Kobe Bryant won an Academy Award for... For basketball? For basketball. <laughs> um, he was like, hey man, you're so good at basketball. Here's the, a Oscar, the Oscars just like we're we're really like not pulling in the numbers. We need to like bring in Kobe Bryant. <laughs> well, like he also produced an animated short that won best animated short, and Jordan Peele he won best original screenplay for Get Out, which he's the first African American to win the award. Yeah, that one, and also like one of the he's like the first one to be no not. The first one, but he's among a small group of African Americans to be nominated for Best Director and Best Picture. Right. Um, they he didn't win those, but uh, the biggest brown boy of the evening, Guillermo del Toro, did win. Yeah. So he uh, um, he won Best Director and we should Best get Picture. we should get that big brown boy on this podcast. I wonder <laughs> if he would do it. Let's call him. I'm pretty sure for the hey man, we got this podcast. We just have like brown uh, boys. We just like all need to pull in our brown boy telepathy, which. If you're not a big brown boy, you can telepathically talk to any other big brown boy if you yeah. focus hard enough. So. We have a network. Yeah. So yeah. we just need to contact Guillermo del Toro, and he's going to be our future guest. Yeah. We're like Aquaman of brown people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, that's been about all I watched. Uh, I guess the big thing I watched was uh, finally saw Black Panther. Which I'm assuming what you guys yeah, would love to talk about and rip there me apart when no I say challenge that. today. I liked it and I liked it as much as like Spider-Man Homecoming, but I don't see what the hype was all about. Black Panther is good. I like it. The my main problem with Black Panther is that there was no character development really, and I think I talked about it last time we talked about it, but for. The Black Panther himself, like he's king right at the beginning of the movie, and it's just kind of like, well, you've gotten there. I thought it was you oddly know? Lion King esque throughout the entirety of it, because like he's ruler, deposed, thought to be dead, dropped off a cliff, you know, like just a little bit. I kind of saw some weird Disney echoes from other movies in there, 
but it was good. I don't really see what the hype was around it, though. Um, it had a really I, I good villain. I think I hear a uh, mob of angry people outside of the door are ready bring to it, dude. chop up. At this point, or not chop. Beat Joey up for uh, <laughs> not hyping about Black Panther. Like, they can fucking do that shit right now. I don't care. I'm tired. Just don't sleep when I'm dead. Um, but yeah, it's, it was okay. Like, like their villain was really good. I liked Killmonger. Um, I thought him and uh, Michael Keaton, like Michael Michael B. Jordan, Michael Keaton, were probably like the best Marvel villains so to far. Date. Yeah. yeah. They, and it's just their last them. two villains have been good. Like, yeah. They're like, oh, we need to humanize these villains and make mm-hmm. them make you care about the villain to a certain extent. That makes you because if you just have a bad guy with no motivation other than like I want to destroy the world or destroy the hero for whatever right, reason. which is just like okay, we get it and we're rooting against you, but it just makes their defeat kind of like hollow. Right. It just it's just single sided. But yeah. the second that you make someone like Killmonger, who's goal is like oh well, wakanda has all this stuff and they're not sharing it with anybody in the world would be better if mm-hmm. they had shared that with everybody so he's got like good motives and his way of getting there isn't yeah. great but and, and the same thing with michael keaton he had a reason yeah like he because of the avengers he was kind of fucked over on his job and yeah. like you know so he was forced into bad because he was trying to provide yeah. for his family and for the people that depended on him as mm-hmm. like employees. Yeah. So it all kind of you know it makes those characters you invest in them emotionally, and mm-hmm. when they're defeated, it's bittersweet. And, yeah. Almost because you actually kind of feel something for someone you're not supposed to feel something right. for, and so I that part of Black Panther I liked. Uh, it was just the rest of it was just kind of also a bit of a by the numbers Marvel movie yeah. which is just kind of like how first movies go um, the only good thing is that they just they uh, skipped over the whole origin story and everything else because they didn't need to because of Captain America Civil War was right. kind of his origin story yeah they introduced him I think well enough to where and I like that Spider-Man Homecoming did the same thing where it's not like we're going to spend 45 minutes like showing Peter Parker get bit by a spider. Mm-hmm. It's like, we know this. And even with yeah. Black Panther, it's like, we don't really need to know the origins. We just, yeah. They set it up enough in like the first five minutes where they're like, a meteor hit, and then a person drank the flower, and now they're Black Panther. <laughs> yeah. And then Forrest Whitaker came up and took up the power whenever, whenever, uh, whenever they're going to fight. His weird eye. And then there will be no challenge today. Yeah. <laughs> Edie Amin has spoken. Yeah. Um, but that's all I've been doing in the last week. Chop. Um, I've been doing boring shit. Oh, nothing really. Oh yeah, boring stuff. It is boring, and uh, I don't know. I haven't really been watching anything. All the shit I watch is YouTube, and it's like weird shit. Like, why don't great white sharks live in aquariums? They're too big. Yeah. No, it's not why. Well, <laughs> why, why don't they live in aquariums? Well, they. Is like, well, I guess, they can't I guess survive in it. It's because they're too big. Is well, it's because they, they swim. Well, the thing is, they swim into the tanks. They swim too much, and like the tanks aren't because like there are whales and shit in mm-hmm. captivity, you know. And then they die. It's not, in, like, it's not like they do so. perfectly fine, but great white sharks are dead within like two days. Yeah. And, and well, it's because, because white shark, great white sharks always have to kind of be in movement. Yeah. And if that water's not like passing over their gills, they're not breathing and they, they're not moving around enough. Yeah, basically. Yeah, because like, um, I know 
they were saying like they they tagged a great white shark and it swam from Africa to Australia and back in like ninety days. So if it's in a fucking trying to do laps, son. <laughs> <laughs> if it's in a tank, like it, it obviously you can't fucking do that. Did Michael Phelps? And it's just him? like, oh okay, well I can't swim to Africa, might as well die. Can you <laughs> imagine just like forty five days? You're like, man. They said I should be here. Like, I'm, I'm not making good time. All this for some shrimp on the Barbie. It's not worth it. Plus, Australians they, are so tasty. Yeah, plus they eat too much. And, like, most aquariums can't, just can't feed them enough yeah. for them to stay alive. They would have to, like, feed them the other fish in the aquarium yeah. in order for them to survive. Yeah. Maybe I found, I, okay. Hold on, guys. Johnny just solved one of the world's problems. Perfect. Uh, shark hunker, tank hunker moment for a shark tank. Right? Isn't that show called Shark Tank? What? They, they like- sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm on board with you. <laughs> Let's go with it. Let's go. We make a big-ass tank, but we make it a circle. And it just keeps swimming in circles. And on the outside, or on the inside, we put... We project... Different things, so the shark thinks that it's swimming wherever the hell it wants. Oh shit! So it can just you spin in circles it. until it dies because uh, it's not going to eat. It's like you're just going to project something that's going to want to eat, and it's going to run right into the side over and over again until it dies. And yeah, that's not my problem. I mean, like the better idea would be like one of those endless pools that you can just kind of like, just like it's. Like four feet by six feet, and you just has that jet stream. You can I'm constantly sure. swim in. I'm pretty you sure just put, great make white, one, white is bigger than you can four just make by one. Six. You can make just, one that's big enough for a great white, and it has an endless pool that it can swim in forever. And then you just start just dropping chum into its water. Or you can make a big ass tank from Africa that's a to circle. Australia. <laughs> <laughs> then you can put projections on so it thinks it's going somewhere. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, what next year, someone's gonna come up with this shit. And I'm gonna be like, damn it! I knew I should have brought this somewhere, but it will it'll be it'll be been too late. I guess there will be a record of when this was recorded and put up. And if something happens over it, I'm coming after you, <laughs> big brown boys. Uh, <laughs> copyright. We're, we're getting into the legal game, you guys. Yeah. Trademark. Trademark. Yeah. Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna get sued, you oh, guys. Damn. Um, I haven't been doing much. They gotta, they gotta listen first before they can sue us. That's true. <laughs> That's how all, our viewers. All, all of a sudden, like a spike in listens. <laughs> like, yeah, and then we get a cease and desist. We're like, no, <laughs> you, you stupid fucks. I've been doing too much. I've been waiting for Sea of Thieves to come out because mm-hmm. I'm really excited for Sea of Thieves. We played the demo of that. Yeah, the beta comes out. When we're recording this tomorrow, and when it goes up, probably still tomorrow. Yeah. Or today, depending on when I decide to put Who this knows? up. Who uh, knows? We're professional here. But in the meantime, what I've been doing, I was looking through all of the games I have downloaded on my Xbox, and I'm like, I haven't played a lot of these, and some of them I have played, but I never finished. So I'm doing video game spring cleaning. Which is any of the games that I got close to finishing but didn't, I'm going through and finishing them. One, to get those achievement points. <laughs> I'm over 90,000 achievement points. Jesus I want to get to 100,000. Damn. 
by the end of the year, which shouldn't be too hard. Well, have you played some of them where we're like, oh, this is why I stopped playing it? Not really. So, like, what I tend to do with games is, like, oh, I'll play... I'm trying to think of the example of what I started playing, and then uh, Just Cause 3. I got, like, a couple mm. years ago. Played it. I was on a second-to-last mission and just kind of stopped playing it yeah. because I'm sure something else came out that I started mm-hmm. playing. So I booted it up, and I'm like, I don't remember any of these controls. Yep. But then I started playing. I had two missions left. Mm-hmm. Did two missions in, like, two hours or so, and I was like, oh, cool. I'm like, I don't want to play this anymore, but now yeah. I'm done with it so yeah. I can, like, uninstall it from my Xbox. It's not away. taking up, like, any more space. And then there was Shadow Warrior, which is a free game with gold from months ago. I never played it. I downloaded it. I'm like, eh, I don't know if I really want to play it. I started playing it, and I was like, I, I really don't want to play this. But then I still finished it. <laughs> I thought it was a thing like Shanna, where she was playing Kingdom Come Deliverance and kept getting shot in the back when she was trying to run away on a horse. So she just stopped playing it. <laughs> <laughs> there was a game. So I, I had another free game with gold that I uh, had downloaded. And this was probably almost a year ago called The Deer God. Okay, yeah. It was like that weird like some pixely sixteen yeah, bit yeah, looking yeah. thing. So I never played it and I was like, Oh that seems interesting. So I started playing it. I played it for about five, ten minutes and I was like, Nope. Uninstalled yeah. I was fucking <laughs> I, I, I like, did the same thing. burnt. Because I'm, it starts off with you're a hunter and you shoot a deer. A deer and then you get killed by wolves as you shoot the deer. And then you are summoned before a deer god who turns you into a deer, and you have to, like... Explore? Ex- you have to do something to, like, redeem yourself. Okay, fine. You fight a bear. That's not I didn't even the first five minutes. But I didn't even get that far. Well, I'll no, tell you it's, what. like, in the first five seconds of the game. What high-ass person fucking made this game? <laughs> You have to be on fucking acid to make this game. Uh, let me let me tell you what happened. makes you think of different things. So, <laughs> so I well, start, you didn't get far enough in the game to get to the acid. I, I apparently didn't even get to the bear. Like I stopped before. <laughs> like, that. I experienced the bear like very early on in my. Let me tell you, I can I can sit here and tell you exactly what happened in the next five minutes. So I start the game. And it's like, you jump with A and you attack with X. And I talk to someone and I get a double jump. Okay, cool. So I get a double jump. So I go a little bit further and I see this, like, hedgehog thing and it's coming at me. So I jump over. (laughs) That's the bear! (laughs) (laughs) So I jump over it and I get away from it. And there's a guy that was standing there and he was like, I lost my monocle. I need you to, like... Help me find my monocle or something. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, so like I'm talking to him, but as I'm talking to him, everything else is still around me. So that porcupine comes back, hedgehog thing, whatever the fuck it was, and it just starts hitting me and dropping my health as I have a text like dialogue box up on this guy, so I can't move. And he just, I get killed by this little fucking porcupine thing. My deer dies. I'm summoned before the deer god again, and it's like you need to be punished for your fucking crimes or whatever the fuck. So I got turned into a fucking beaver. <laughs> and I got turned into this fucking beaver, and I could no longer double jump, so I could no longer progress through the game. So I had to die again, and then I ended up being brought back as a deer again, 
And then I went further ahead and I met with this, like, there was this hunter and I killed one of the hunters. The other hunter shot me. And then I got turned into a fox. But the fox could also not double jump. So (laughs) I got stuck again. (laughs) And at that point, I was like, fuck this game. I'm fucking done. Dude, I would have been done after the fucking beaver killed me. I was like, what? Like, what the fuck? Like, like, I'm, you think that everything else would pass around me while I'm in this text conversation with this fucking old man who lost his monocle and can't see shit. But nah, nope. Nah. So I immediately uninstalled that. So I was like, cool. Now this thing is, not that it was taking up that much space, but it's gone. I don't have to fucking think about it. It's not like staring at me as I'm scrolling through the games I have. I didn't experience the beaver or the fox, but I did fight a bear within like the first five minutes of me playing that game. I I apparently didn't even get five minutes in. So it only took me two minutes to describe that. So apparently I only got in two minutes into the game. Because it just seems so pointless. There was nothing really driving me forward to really want to continue well, like, playing Well, like, at game. the beginning, there's, like, some flavor text from the guy that gives you the the deer that gives you the double jump. That it's like, oh, you must be the human that's going to be turned into a deer to save us all or something. So here's a double jump, and you need to go activate shrines. But I'm like... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Any game that allows you to get killed in the middle of a text conversation. It's garbage. Yeah. Done. Yeah. So. I'm happy to see if these is coming out. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully I don't get killed by a porcupine while I'm trying to read something. All right. I had my time to that. Okay. Let's get into our topics, guys, because it's uh, we're about 30 minutes in. We haven't even started yet. Oh, yay. All right. Anybody want to start first? Or uh, should I start? I can start. I don't mind. Go for it. All right. So I woke up yesterday with some real bad back pains. And today I've had the same back pains but almost worse. Mm -hmm. And I've just been like, shit, this hurts. But I was curious, what is like the worst that you guys have been injured? And let's not get like terribly graphic to where we're going to scare away our listeners. But I think, like, the worst I've ever been injured was as a kid. I was riding my bike, thinking I was cool, and I was, like, jumping off from the sidewalk onto the street and, like, back on and, like, going up and down the, like, little driveway things. And I, like, ate shit and landed on my arm and, like, just cracked my arm. It didn't, nice. I don't think it fully broke, but I had to have a cast on it because it was, like, a deep yeah. fracture or crack or whatever. I don't think it mm. snapped open, but... I've never broke a bone ever. Like I don't know why. Like I've done a lot of stupid shit as a kid, and I never broke a bone. I've like busted my head open twice. Like the first time, man, what was the first time? I was living in Montana. You know, I was like maybe four or five. I can't remember how old I was, and it was snowing, obviously, because it's fucking Montana. And where it's either snowing or it's not. Yeah. No, Montana it's, just like, seems like always, a weird place where it's, it's just kind of like it's snowing or it's just, it's just cold all year round. Yeah, just weird, like mm-hmm. just grass. Yeah, everywhere. That's just it, what I imagine when I hear Montana. And uh, it was during a recess, and I was like on some play equipment or whatever the fuck. I slipped. I fell face first. Like there's like like some rocks, like big old boulder looking things, and then there was like a flat rock underneath it i landed on that flat rock right in my head bam 
Nice. Knocked me out cold. And I woke up. And well, this actually explains a lot. About <laughs> <laughs> no, no wonder. You got dropped no, no, on no. a rock as a child. Oh, no. I was dropped as a child. <laughs> I like to give my mom shit for it. She says she never dropped me, but because like, I was on the couch and she just went to go like do something in the kitchen real quick and apparently i just rolled off of the couch <laughs> and like so like i like to say that say to my mom that she dropped me every time she gets upset every single time i say it um but i yeah that i busted my head open then i woke up like in like the nurse's office and they but it was like it was open and uh they got like for those uh, butterfly, butterfly bandages. bandages to like cinch it up really tight, <laughs> and I didn't get stitches nice. for it. it well, I guess that's good. Yeah, and I mean, uh, it's probably better that you would have gotten stitches. Yeah. But I mean, like, I, I'm assuming that the nurse was competent enough to make the call of like, eh, this isn't that bad. Yeah, like, well, well you also, don't you don't have a scar or anything. It, it was when I it, it used to. It used to be like right here about the hairline, mm. but it's it's gone now. Yeah, see. That nurse knew which the fuck she was doing. You're fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Um, but also, like, I think this is the reason why I like to say my mom dropped me is because, like, she was teasing me the entire time saying that my brains were oozing out. And apparently <laughs> oh, I was God. freaking out about it as a kid. So, like, there's that. And then also in Montana, behind our house, uh, there was a giant, like, hill to the neighbor's house. And so, obviously... When it's snowing, you go sledding. So <laughs> I went sledding, and my sled was just constantly hitting the side of their house. So I would just stay on this fucking thing and slam into the side of their house. And I would go, that was fun. And I'd pick my sled up. I'd crawl back up the hill, and I'd do it again. And uh, I s- went down it, and I hit their porch, flipped out and over, and Ooh. face down. Bam. Nice. Yeah, so like... There was that. <laughs> and then did you go again after that, or were you done? I think I was done okay. after that. I was just wondering. Because um, there's some kids who, yeah. like, just would bounce back from something like that and just be like, oh, oh, bleeding, <laughs> yeah. like, down their face, like, oh, I need to go again. Like, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it dazed the shit out of me. And um, there was another time I wasn't paying attention where I was running. I think this is when we were living back in Bakersfield again. And I wasn't paying attention to where I was running. Um, in the play yard and there was like I like they had like this thing set up for a big old projector screen so they it was like uh, some metal pole that was up and then had one on top and then one on the bottom and I ran into the one on the bottom right above my right eye and I had like the biggest welt over my eye like nice. to where I was like I looked like sloth from the Goonies so like I was just <laughs> did it like, like close was, your eye did it, it like cl- was it big enough to where I kind of like pushed it down mm-hmm. yeah Ooh. and it's a lot of head injuries for me. Should have just, <laughs> which explains a lot. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a few more, but because of all the head injuries, I can't remember all of them. Chop. Okay, let's see. Where do I start? Because I know, I know a couple of yours. Like I know you played football in high school. Yeah, and you were like. You've received injuries yes. because of that. So <laughs> Okay, so let's see. Let's As a little there. kid. Or you can okay. start the so, yeah, start I'm wearing the shirt from that. <laughs> <laughs> 
as a little kid, um, I was just learning how to ride a bike. I, it was the very first day that I got my training wheels taken off. And I, I was looking across the street and I was like, hey, that kid has the same bike as me. And then when I turned back to start riding my bike, I ran into the mailbox and it sliced my face open. Um, <laughs> another bike injury. I was trying to race a car and I fell off my bike and it took a chunk of my leg. Um, let's see. There was another one where I went off a, a ramp. Like there's this place by my house where it's like just a dirt field yeah. right and they had they had like jumps out of the dirt so i went off a, a ramp and then I, I fell and broke um basically all of my fingers because like my my handlebars trapped my hand or trapped my Ooh. fingers underneath yes yeah, so you can get them out <laughs> yeah so i couldn't get them out and it basically broke all my fingers uh, oh my god um yeah uh let's see what else <laughs> That's so <gnarly>. it, <laughs> it seems it, like he's just started too i know he's like strap in guys like, this might on. take a bit i know and then um, 30 minutes later there yeah well there's i guess we can go to high school where i was playing football in the park and then um, I was running. Somebody hit me in the knee. My knee hyperextended, and I pretty much I tore my MCL. Had to take my meniscus, or they had to surgically take my meniscus out. I remember, like I remember this. Like I remember, Ugh. like just being like, "Oh God!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then um, I was playing football again. I got hit in the legs. I put my arm down, and my arm snapped, so I broke my arm. <laughs> and then I remember this one because, like, I didn't, I didn't think it. It was broken. Um, and I, I specifically remember this one because I farted in the ambulance and everybody started <laughs> laughing at me. So they were like, oh yeah, it's not broken because he farted. I was like, no, it's fucking broken. What, but, what yeah. kind of paramedics were in the, in the... I don't I don't know. They were like, oh, he's laughing and joking and so I don't think it's broken. Yeah, it was fucking broken. I mean, that's, people deal with pain in different ways. Yeah, I mean, like, like I, I was always the kind of... Especially when I got like older. In that kind of situation where it's thing. like you're kind of just in shock and you're just kind of like, yeah. holy shit, like, yeah. my arm is broken and my body is literally not letting me feel it because if it, if I would, I would just, I know. like, pass out. And, and I like, could not control done. my butthole and it was just like <laughs> far after far. It was, it was so bad. <laughs> Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever had pain so bad you couldn't control your butt? <laughs> he had bigger problems to worry about. Whether he ripped one in for like a couple in front of some paramedics, it's like, you know. <laughs> I know. So once you, once you rip that first one, all the other ones just like fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> the, you're already embarrassed. You might as well let it all the out. The seal is broken. Not, not that I had a choice, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Did you get to the doctor and it's like symptoms? Uh, broken arm, swelling, loose butthole. <laughs> <laughs> oh. it's like, it can get four fingers deep in this one. Good God. Oh damn. Way to not be very graphic, Joey. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's how we get listeners. Big brown boys, they See? talk about four fingers and buttholes. <laughs> Put the explicit Put that. Tag That's on the this title one. name. See, we... Four finger butthole. <laughs> <laughs> See, we gained four listeners. <laughs> and we, we lost five. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, those four are going to stick around, though. We're in the red right now, guys. <laughs> Shit. Damn it, Joey. I'm sorry. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, that, like, that's that's good. I want to know these things. So I'm like, now my back hurts a little bit less because I'm like, eh, all this stuff is this is like back pain isn't yeah. as bad. It's like you know, <laughs> I was like, just I a stupid little kid. Yeah. I did the dumbest shit. 
Like, who races a fucking car on their bike? A kid. And the what? Son, what? What? I fell, and the car didn't even stop. It my kept biggest, going. My it biggest laughed question, at you. Fuck you. It, it kept going. And it my biggest question is, what adult races a child on a bike? <laughs> it was my friend's mom. <laughs> what the fuck? Because they had a van. This is okay. I'll set this up. They had a van, right? So my friend opened the 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 door to the van and was like, "Hey, try to catch up." And then his mom took off, and I was like, "Fuck you guys!" And I I went after them, and then I hit a fucking puddle. Like you know how and um they have. The, like the little water thing fuck I don't know what it's called Drain. but it's like a drainage thing that grows all the algae and shit so I ran over that fucking lost my balance and then ate shit it ate shit fucking the chain took a f- chunk out of my leg <laughs> and they were just like I know and they were like oh, oh gotta go and they left <laughs> we have, we have like, I fell over immediately started farting <laughs> <laughs> Said people cope with pain in different ways. Yeah, they do. Wait till I get a tattoo. I'm just fucking just bombing the whole place. You just got a tattoo artist with a like gas mask on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! I mean, like, have you guys had any work injuries? I know it's probably gonna be weird for your guys' jobs, but I've had work injuries. Yeah, sperm in the eye. You... What fucking injury am I gonna have, Joey? I don't know. Like sperm in the eye. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't call this a work injury, but, like, so, because I work in pharmaceuticals and, like, IVs and stuff, we have to make, like, hydromorphone, like, for IV infusion, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and our farm, this happened, like, a couple weeks ago, our pharmacist dropped a bottle of hydromorphone on the ground, didn't realize that it cracked, he was like, oh, it's probably fine, fucking wiped it down, sent it in, and I, like, so... Here's a little medical tip: If you guys are ever drawing anything out of a, like a glass file, you're going you drop the syringe to what you're going to put in, and you replace the liquid in the vial with the air in the syringe. So you have equal pressure, so nothing mm-hmm. like right. you have no kind of you have equal pressure, so yeah. everything's fine. So I do that, but this vial is cracked. But it wasn't cracked all the way open; it just cracked. So the second I put additional pressure in there. Before I draw stuff out, just burst. This thing just sprays all over the place. Oh, I got fuck. like this is like like 50 ml vial of hydromorphone, 500 Ooh. milligrams in a single vial. Shit. And half of it, well, not half of it. I mean, like 20 ml falls on the in the hood, like on the mm-hmm. work area. Five 10 ml just sprays in my direction, hits my face, uh-huh. and I was like. Ooh, I really hope this, like, I don't, like, you know, vodka eyeballing is a thing. So I'm just like, I really hope none of this stuff hit me in the eye. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh shit. My eyes burn. Yeah, my eyes burning and I can't feel my face. My butthole's loose. I don't know. I've stabbed myself in the hand with needles. Yeah. Which is pretty gross. Like, that's bad because... You're you're wearing gloves and all of a sudden you, like, look down and a needle is just hanging out of your finger Mm. or out of your palm. And you have to literally just go, yeah, and pull it out. Fuck that shit. And you're just it. You're just bleeding. Like yeah. the, I think the worst. I don't know extent. if I ever told you guys. I am like deathly afraid of needles. 
Like, I, when I broke my arm, you know, after mm-hmm. the whole farting incident, we got there. The, the doctor was like, hey, we can give you a shot of morphine to ease the pain. And I was like, no, I'd rather have the pain of a broken arm than have mm-hmm. a shot. I will be relieved by my farts. I don't need <laughs> I'm already pretty knocked out, Doc. Thanks, though. Um, I've, like, dropped, like, beams that weigh several hundred pounds, like, on my ankle several times. Um, I've smashed my hands multiple times. Nice. Uh, lifting shit like my fingertips have been crushed. I don't know how many fucking times now. Um, and then I've I've been so we have this truck um, that is a dump truck. So, but it's it's called a roll off because it has a roller on the end of the bed where you just take some pins out and uh, you just start cranking it off and it'll just roll right off the back end. Um, I wasn't paying attention. And, like, we had, like, this, um, when they build these lumber loads, they use these, uh, sticks to kind of just give it some more stability. That way, when they pick it up, it doesn't fold in on itself. Um, when I rolled it off, I didn't cut one of those off. And it rolled, the band snapped, and the thing whizzed right by my head. Oh, (laughs) shit. I was like, I, that would have taken me out like yeah because it, it was going fast yeah it was going yeah. fucking fast like I, I scared the shit out of myself that day i kind of like sat in the truck for a minute and i just kind of had to take a deep breath and recollect myself i was like Whew, okay i do that when a car almost hits me on the road i can only imagine if something just flew by your head yeah like um oof, i would definitely need a second i'm gonna take the rest of the day off after that <laughs> like, like no, no my boss was like you can you still work I didn't get hit, so I guess so. I would get hit, and they'd be like, can you still work? I guess. (laughs) You're just missing an eye. And then, uh, oh, yeah, so, like, I I think I've told you guys this one. I'm pretty sure I've told you guys this one. But, like, I have, like, uh, I was unloading some beams, and there was a splinter on this beam that stabbed my finger. And uh, that splinter is about a half inch long. And it's still on my finger. It's been like three years. Take that shit out. <laughs> it healed fuck? over. It healed over. So like it's like cut it open. Take that shit like out. In here, I've tried. I've tried. It didn't work. Let me do it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna. Do you want to use a needle? No. no. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> um, you like, should see a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, like I, I would think like it would be dangerous, but like I haven't gone into like shock or anything like that or like toxic well, shock. So may, like, yeah, I, would I think like, I'm okay. I would, like, probably get it out of there, because you always hear stories of, like, splinters, like, digging in eventually, or, like, they just start going further and further in. You're going to find themselves in your fucking vein, it's going to fucking go into your heart. Stab cool. you like a vampire. I'll be like Groot. That's not how it fucking works. I think that's how it works. But <laughs> His heart is made of yeah, a splinter? Like... <laughs> is he just a person who's a spl- who got stabbed by a half-inch yeah. splinter and let it's it like sit for, like, lamer. years and years, and he just eventually became Groot? Yeah. And then I've like I've like cut my hands open several times. I like busted them open on the job. I, I mean, we've been like times. camping. If you like mm-hmm. slice your hand open, you're like, no, I'm fine. I'm gonna rub some dirt in it eventually, or essentially. Yeah. Well, it'll, like, it'll stop bleeding eventually. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. I lied. I did have a work injury. It wasn't that bad though. Um, it was during Halloween. One of um, one of our supervisors was dr- like our our whole topic was. Um, minions and one of our <laughs> one of our supervisors was dressed up as Dr. Navarro Navarro whatever whatever the old guy in 
Minions. Do you know who I'm talking about? Sure. Anyway, okay. he was dressed up like okay, my this is like a 60 year old man. Okay, he's like 60, 65, and he's riding around in a scooter with a beaker in in the scooter basket, right? So he's ro- rolling along. If somebody gets in his way, he completely eats shit. Right, the beaker goes flying, and I'm sitting down, and then there's a window, and the beaker goes flying, hits the window, the gra- glass breaks and, like, sprays in my face. Uh, I, only got a, I only got a little cut. It was no big deal. But it was, like, 65-year-old man just fell on a fucking scooter, and then it completely shattered this beaker. It, I'm not going to say it was funny, but it... it was, I'm not going to say it was funny. Because I got a little cut. <laughs> <laughs> and then when this happened, were you like, how come no one's coming to help me? I got hurt I know, too. I was like, oh, I'm fucking injured. Workers comp. <laughs> I at least need to go home for the day. <laughs> but yeah, that was it. That was my only injury. I like your story. Thank you. It was great. <laughs> All right, let's, let's move on to our next topic, guys. Fuck, that was only the first topic? Yeah. <laughs> we're getting in deep with these ones. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I, just, okay. I, feel like was a, I feel like I did a good job. Like, <laughs> good job, Johnny. Good job. High five. It's your, just because we have hand. a lot of fucking injuries. Like you asked, if I but, go into like so, so there was this, when I was a kid, and this was, I don't remember. I don't remember how old I was because I was a kid. I don't remember it, but I remember events leading up to it. I had gone to Mexico to my grandparents' ranch with my mom, and I was just a little kid. What do little kids do? They run around. They cause havoc. There was a dog that had puppies. And I was like, oh, I'm going to play with puppies. and little kid. Bleh. It's like a fucking little Very German shepherd. child. So I'm playing with these puppies. And like, you know, I'm playing with these puppies. And the mom is laying there. She's like pretty cool about the whole ordeal. As far as I remember, I was picking up these puppies. She didn't like attack me or anything. But I'm sitting there jumping over this mom, playing with these puppies. <laughs> oh and at some point, I must have like stepped on the dog's tail. I must have done something. But the dog bit me in the head. Damn. And head. I was saved by a local priest who provided enough medical care to keep me from dying. <laughs> Shit. That's intense. And Johnny's been a devout Catholic so- to this day. <laughs> <laughs> the priest just rubbed some dirt on it. <laughs> Johnny doesn't Johnny know he was too little. He just, he, just, he just sprayed some holy water on it. And was like, all right, we're, you're good. Go. Oh, but, man. But, and, so, follow up to that story. Years later, it must have been, I don't remember, I think I was like 13. The next time I went with my mom, we went to Mexico to my grandparents' ranch. And fucking whole time hyped up. I was like, I'm gonna go kick this dog's ass. This dog almost <laughs> murdered me. So I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, getting ready. So I get, I'm we get there. This dog's ass. This dog is old as fuck and I felt so bad. I was like, this, like, I was a little shit. Like, why would I come kick this dog's ass? And this dog was like, just old and just like, trying to get on with its fucking life. I just felt so bad. <laughs> and so then I, it bit you in the head. But then, <laughs> so then, I, but then the shit I, out of it. I continued to be a, a little shit because there was a turtle in a pond that I kept throwing rocks at and there was You're baby chicks that asshole. I just kept chasing around the farm until I could no longer chase them because they like tucked in somewhere and then... yeah. yeah just, so we're just learning that Johnny's just a huge fucking asshole to animals. <laughs> Damn. In my defense, I was a kid when I got bit by the dog. I mean, I was just playing with puppies and I was just being stupid and jumping over dog. And I must have, like I said, I must have like kicked it or stepped on its tail or done something to like have it aggro to like bite me. That's 
didn't bite me beforehand, but so I don't really remember the like bite though. That's the thing. It's like I just kind of like I remember the like playing with the puppies thing, and then everything else is just my the account of my mom being like, "Yeah, you almost died because you were bit <laughs> in the head by a German Shepherd." Shit. So if you see a German Shepherd with puppies, either play with the puppies. Or jump over the dog. <laughs> but don't just shoot one don't of the do other. <laughs> just don't don't kick the dog. Or don't step on the dog's tail. You'll be fine. Just don't be a little shit. And if you do, just make sure there's a priest nearby. You'll be good. Yeah, that that last one's pretty important. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right, let's move on to the second topic because right. we're we're uh, we're about fifty minutes right now. Shit. So it's good. It fast. We're having a we're having a good uh, good, a good time. For for because I came into this expecting to be kind of low energy. Yeah, I feel like we're we're good. Yeah, yeah, I All like right. this. All right, so I want to know since we're big brown boys, okay, what food reminds you of home? So like, what when when you're not at mm. home, you're like, damn, I really miss my mom's cooking. I hope she cooks this. You know what would it be? Because I know for me, like, when I was in college, every time I came down, I would always tell my dad, you have to make lumpia. You have to make lumpia. Like, that's my shit. Yeah. Right? Because it's just egg roll full meat. That's it. Yeah. There's no vegetables at all. It's just fucking egg roll wrapper and meat. And it's amazing. So, th- I mean, that would be mine. I mean, just every time, like, you have to make it. Hmm. The thing for me, I think, and it doesn't make any sense, like, growing up in, a, like, a Mexican, like, household, like... It doesn't make any sense, but spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> Pasta Vomit sweaty. on your sweater already. Yeah. yeah, you know. But for whatever reason, like, that's always kind of reminded me of home, and whenever I, like, am at home, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I feel like I need, like, comfort food. I feel like I need, like, I don't want to say homesick, because I go visit my parents. They live 10, 15 minutes away from me. But yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, like, spaghetti's kind of like that thing that's just this weird thing that I had I don't want to say a lot growing up but kind of a lot yeah and it just kind of reminds me of home yeah you know this is a weird thing you think it'd be like oh like tacos or like mm-hmm. you know rice and beans <laughs> some, or something. some stereotypical Mexican shit yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly then yours was loopy I mean like that's you know well, I can't get that shit anywhere else so <laughs> it has to be just like oh and I, I don't know how to make it so I'm gonna be fucked I, I I feel you like uh, I feel a little homesick, so I gotta go where they treat me like family. Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> it's like man, it's like Chop's just gonna be like, oh man, I'm feeling really homesick. Let me go to Sizzler. I love Sizzler. We know you love Sizzler. It's so good. <laughs> so what do you got, Jack? Um, tri tip. My tri-tip? mom made always makes really good tri tip. So that's kind of like one of those things. Anytime uh, she breaks that shit out, it's always like. Gonna eat good today. Damn, I love tri tip. Now, yeah. When you go, when you go somewhere, let's say if you went to a restaurant mm-hmm. and you order tri tip, do you still get that same feeling, or is it like your mom's specific tri tip? Well, that- like I, I don't really think so. It's more so like my mom makes this better, kind of. Yeah. Kind of a feeling, you know. Like you always feel like, like yeah, you can go to like a restaurant that does it great, or to another cook that does that one dish really well. Um, and it tastes amazing, but you always just kind of revert back to, well, back home was always better. Mm-hmm. Mom's cooking was always better. Dad's cooking was always yeah. better. Because yeah. you're always just going to fall back on that feeling of nostalgia and that feeling of remembrance and everything else. And uh, it's either like it's either tri-tip or chili verde. <laughs> My mom makes some pretty good chili verde. 
So that's and then anytime I do go to a Mexican restaurant and I get that, um, I always like. Nah, I still prefer my mom's over yeah. this yeah. place, even though that place is like pretty fucking good. I always prefer my mom's. Yeah, because it's like what you grew up on. It. Mm-hmm. So even even if it does taste better to everybody else, mm-hmm. your mom's will always taste better yeah. to you, just because that's what you're familiar with. Right. You it's know? you kind of like develop that mm-hmm. palate for it, and you're like, oh, these are the flavors I like because these are the flavors that I was given. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure that's one of the reasons why some people eat like weird shit, like macaroni and cheese with ketchup and yeah. they're like, and like oh this is the best like this is and everybody's like no that's disgusting but it's like if that's what you grew up with and it's like oh you have these like not only the flavors but like memories associated mm-hmm. with the flavors yeah. right yeah. there's a well, i think that's why comfort food and like food from home is so yeah. good because home cooking is always kind of like you have memories of right when you ate lumpia or mm-hmm. when you had tri-tip and it's like yeah. oh we had tri-tip dinner and it was really fun so every time i have tri-tip not only am I enjoying this really good tri-tip, but I'm also thinking about the good times associated with tri-tip. Yeah. Or maybe the good times associated with not having to pay bills and having responsibilities. <laughs> like, I think that's probably more accurate for us. It's like, man, remember when we didn't have responsibilities? Yeah. Man, that was always fun. All right. Joey, what have you got? Okay, so... Um, have you guys ever heard of the diet's law of past incident? No. Okay. I figured. Um, so, uh, the, in 1959, uh, a group of nine skiers went on an geog- a geographical expedition in the Soviet North in Russia. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they set up camp, went missing and no one found them until like a few months later. And they were all dead, but the circumstances around their death were very uh, peculiar, to say the least. So, there's a bunch of um, different articles you can find about this. And the most comprehensive one I found is on Snopes.com. So, uh, I'll just read that off, and then we'll kind of get into it from there. He has more of a broader background of everything. So, in 1959, the frozen bodies of nine-member ski hiking expedition that had gone missing weeks and weeks before in the northern Urals of Soviet Union were found near their campsite on a mountain called Kolat Sikol, which, according to Russian sources, means dead mountain in their yeah, indigenous a, Mandese l- language. Loose butthole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, things are totally going to go fine on this mountain, guys. The name isn't <laughs> ominous at all. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, believe me, there's there's, there's more. no kind of expectation here. I think we're going to be just fine. <laughs> yep. Uh, see, made up of mostly students and graduates from the Ural Polytechnical Institute, a few hundred miles away, uh, and now I'm going to butcher these Russian names. Uh, Yekaterinburg. Uh, the team had set out on January 27th to reach another mountain about seven miles away, called Gora Otorten, uh, which means in Mansi, uh, don't go there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Where do you want to go? Don't go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Um, We're just on Death Mountain, so, uh, <laughs> you know, let's not go there, but let's go there. <laughs> so, after being sidetracked by a snowstorm, they pitched a tent in the eastern slope of uh, Kola Sakal. Um, don't go there, you know. Uh, on February 2nd, uh, that night they died, apart from the fact that they froze to death, no one else knows why. 
Uh, police and military investigators charged with solving the case were baffled by what they found. The skier's tent had been sliced open from the inside and hurriedly abandoned. Their belongings were still inside, including their thermal gear, shoes, socks, survival gear, food. Um, the placement and condition of their bodies, some found as far as a mile away from the tent buried under four meters of snow, about 13 feet. Um, it was odd to say the least. And on April two, uh, 2013, a Telegraph article describes the scene as uh, investigators found footprints in the snow of eight or nine people who were wearing socks, a single shoe, or were barefoot. The footsteps led towards a dense forest but disappeared after 500 meters. The first two bodies of two men barefoot and dressed only in their underclothes were found at the edge of the forest near the remains of a fire. The next three bodies of expedition leader Igor Dyatlov had another man and woman were found between the fire and the tent, suggesting that they had been trying to return to the tent. Autopsies failed to find any evidence of foul play, and inquest concluded that all five had died of hypothermia. Two months later, however, the, part- uh, the partially dressed bodies of other four members of the team were discovered in a forest ravine not far from the first two bodies. They appeared to have suffered traumatic pressure of crush injuries, and the tongue of one of them had been ripped out. Otherwise, there was no external injuries but tests con- uh, conducted on their bodies and clothing showed small traces of radiation. So weird shit, right? Because how do you explain that this person's tongue was ripped out? They hurriedly left their tent after it being sliced open from the inside. So something scared the shit out of these guys enough to them run into the Siberian wilderness barefoot. Investigators included enigmatically that skiers died because it's the Yeti. I. Spoiler. It's not. Let me let me get it's, to the. It's very obvious. Go ahead. It's like, <laughs> it's, I already figured it out. It's very obvious. It's like, this well, is a riddle, right? Like this. No. Is... <laughs> like let me get to the. Like I'll get to the. Uh, to one the has a here. hammer. One has a hoe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, you see, uh, a natural force they were unable to overcome. Public access to the site was banned for three years, and the results of the investigation were then classified. If ever there was a surefire recipe to whip up rumors and conspiracy theories, this was it. So. Uh, it doesn't really go into a whole lot of the injuries of these guys. So I found another article that really kind of details some of their injuries um, because so it gets weird. We have the one guy who's got his tongue ripped out. Yeah. And then everybody else is just cold. Well, and, and crushed without external injuries. So no bruises, no cuts, no scrapes, nothing. Was it a full moon? We'll, we'll get to that I got it figured out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's see. So, different people suffered different injuries. The, um, all were fleeing from the same unknown assailant. The first two team members discovered were Yuri Doshinenko and Yuri Kurvoshinenko. They were the victims uh, found the closest to name. the tent. Yeah, I know. Um, their hands were brutalized severely and resembled bloody stumps. A tree near their bodies revealed chunks of human flesh embedded in cracks in the bark. Men were so terrified that they tore their hands up in an attempt to climb to a safer place during this quote-unquote attack. Igor Dyatlov was found shortly after, and his state of unrest was just as unnerving. Lying on his back, Dyatlov's corpse was found with his jacket unbuttoned and both his hands clenched tightly to his chest. His face was covered with minor abrasions. Uh, Rustam Slobodin was found, and his corpse presented a new and devastating injury. Along with other minor scrapes, his skull was fractured severely, uh, about two and a half inches you probably got bit by a dog. Um, yeah, there's no priest, so you know, <laughs> he died. Can't, couldn't save him. Uh, let's see, to the left side of his head, 
Despite this injury, experts still convinced he died of hypothermia. Um, the next person was found to have suffered many injuries to her face, but her hands took the brunt of the damage. Abrasion and frostbite ravaged the girl's hands and flanges. Two months went by. Other hikers were discovered in the snowy Urals, and their injuries were just as odd. Uh, Nikolai Theobo Brignolis was discovered well-dressed under the layers of snow, but his skull had been bashed in. His jaw and skull suffer severe fractures. What is particular is that there were no outside damages. The severe uh, injuries on the inside could not be easily identified via basic observation of the body. The injuries of Alexander Kolovatov and Simon Zolotaryov were even stranger. Zolotaryov was missing his eyes and the soft tissues around the ocular area. His skull showed a wide wound and his chest was so compressed that it spread and broke his all of his ribs. Uh, Kolbatov, too, was missing soft tissue near his eyes and on his skull, along with an open wound in the skull behind the ear. Uh, perhaps the most shocking discovery was made when searchers found the body of the last hiker, uh, Ludmilla Dubinini. Uh, she was discovered with all the soft tissues missing from most of her face. Both her eyes were missing, and her nose had been completely crushed. Her mouth was positioned in an open, almost screaming position, and upon closer investigation, it was found that her tongue had been removed from her body. Sounds like cats. I'm pretty sure a cat ate her body. <laughs> so, uh, and these guys were all experienced uh, hikers. They were, uh, in, in Russia, there's grades one through four, and they were at grade two, about to get certified for grade three. So at this point, they did know what they were doing because they were at, the they scaled summits of like 6,000 meters or more. So they knew exactly what they were doing. I mean, come. obviously not, though. <laughs> I mean, was there a full moon? It was reported that eyewitnesses in the northern Urals saw fast-moving balls of fire in the night sky around the time of the Dyatlov Pass incident. It has been suggested, possibly, that these were Soviet <laughs> missiles or rocket tests. But another theory, and here we encounter the earliest paranormal explanation of the incident, holds that fireballs, wherever they in fact may have been, exploded or emitted a beam of unspecified energy that directly caused the skiers' deaths. Now, this uh, theory proposed 31 years after the fact by one of the original investigators of the case, a former public prosecutor, um, says that Let's see, hold on. I mean, that makes sense, because it's like, okay, Goku killed some people. Like, he, he shot a beam of energy and was no. shooting fireballs. No, like. no, no, no. I saw this episode, okay? Aang is up in the mountain trying to fucking <laughs> stop the bloodbender, okay? Bloodbender is like, oh, I'm going to get these people into the mountains, into the woods, and then Aang is just shooting fireballs at him. I saw this episode. This is fu- <laughs> it's a fucking bloodbender. <laughs> Easy. Ripped it open from the inside. Duh. Um, Say no more. I figured it out. I figured it out a long time ago. I think you're reading the synopsis for the episode of Last Airbender. <laughs> okay. I, I didn't catch that episode. Let me guess. There was somebody with a boomerang. Right? No. They didn't find him. <laughs> um, he didn't die. The other theory is with the Yeti. There's other theories with uh, this thing called uh, infrasound, which is how the wind in the area compounded with the mountains caused them to go insane. So the sound that the wind made caused them all to go fucking insane. There is, yeah, there is this weird theory that there sounds like a, a couple decibels that we can't hear. 
but they produce a sound of eeriness. Like, they make you feel eerie and, like, scared. Mm -hmm. But it's inaudible. So, like, it's... And it's, like, at a perfect level, like, it will make you go insane. Yeah. Because these low-level sounds make you feel uncomfortable, but I think it's, like... I don't remember what the exact number is, like, seven decibels or something. Like, like this weird thing that you can't, like, You can't hear. hear. The human ear cannot pick this up. But it, like, resonates your body and makes you feel uncomfortable and... They say that it like mm-hmm. in spooky houses, like that's one of the reasons why you might feel a presence is because there's these infrasounds that are kind of like hitting you, which is what makes you feel yeah. uncomfortable when you walk into a quote unquote haunted place. Yeah. So that that's one of the theories. The other theory that it's a possible Yeti attack was also that's, one of them. I mean, Yeti which would explain real, so. like the yeah. eyes being ripped out, the tongue being ripped out, the. Uh, sheer force it would take to crush the human body as it yeah, was. Yeah, you know, Yeti's the Yeti wanted to kiss, but didn't know how. Yeah. <laughs> Except the only problem with that is that the Yeti is uh, folklore in Nepal, which is along the border of China, India, and Pakistan. He was on which vacation. Is nowhere, near, <laughs> nowhere near Russia. I mean, there can be other Yetis. I mean, like it's just the cousin of the Yeti. Yeah, ghetto. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, what if this bitch was like just fucking licking a flagpole or something? Her tongue got stuck. <laughs> and then she just like, oh fuck, freaked out and it ripped out. So on Don't Go There Mountain, there's a flagpole? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Makes sense. It makes 100% sense. There's other theories of, you know, UFOs that uh, contact with UFOs were made and they ran away scared. There's another one which in my mind is more. Uh, plausible which is that they stumbled across uh something they shouldn't have seen over there like a kgb testing site or uh training facility that they shouldn't have seen and then the kgb fucking killed them um that would act that like that theory seems the most logical yeah where it's just like but why like that well because why, why not just shoot them because then like, if they get shot then the question is of well who, Who shot, shot them? Oh, so now it's just, well, who took their eyes out? Well, the thing is, is that people knew they were going out there. People knew that they were going to be missing. And, you know, if they just shot them and they just, like, well, took them let away. Let me ask you this. So you did watch the movie The Ritual. Did this inspire you to bring this topic? A little bit. Because I was because like, it's I like, it's kind of like similar similar beats where in, in The Ritual, the movie starts with them going on a hike because... The beginning of the movie starts with some guy dying, like, getting killed, and he really wanted to go on this hike, and his friends didn't want to go, but he dies that night that he was suggesting it, so they go on this hike as, like, remembrance thing for him, and it's, like, a two-day hike back or, like, something Mm -hmm. like that, but they're, like, that's going to take too long because one of them got injured, so they decide to cut through this mountain. Through the woods, and uh, they kind of come across, like, other campsites and other equipment that other campers had and they're like you know these people ran out of their tents without shoes on Mm -hmm. they ran without their equipment they ran without their food so something scared the shit out of them enough for them to start running and that kind of got me thinking about this because i I thought i heard of something similar in real life it's just i couldn't remember exactly what it was then i found this and that's kind of what inspired the thought and i kind of kept reading about it and it was it was really interesting but i don't know how to explain it obviously it's just 
I don't like the theory that makes the most sense to me is that the KGB they ran to something they shouldn't have seen and they were dispatched accordingly in a way that couldn't be explained by any rational person and they since it was Soviet Russia they had every control aspect of all the information that could be released and they just gave enough to make it seem like this is just some freak accident that happened but they also closed down the investigation very quickly afterwards and if they like shut the place down for like three years then it's like you know if there was any evidence after three years like it's probably gone been snowed over something's Mm -hmm. happened to it right so you can see that government conspiracies but then there's also like weird unexplainable things like you know they're like eyes being taken, the tongue being taken. The but I mean, you. I think about it, and I'm just like, well, if the government, this is so weird. If the yeah. Russian government did do something like that, they probably were also in charge of the autopsies, which they could have also lied about faked, everything, right? So I mean, it could be that they were shot and just frozen, and they were like, oh, you know, like, this bullet hole, like, uh, I don't yeah, I don't know. Like, it was, it, they were just frozen. Like, they were spooked. I don't know. I don't know what's spooked They, they could have easily have just lied about the whole thing. Yeah, definitely. But it's just, like, why would they have that information released other than to kind of try and misguide the public? There's some spooky shit. I mean, you think about this, and you're like, well... Definitely not going to go to Death Mountain and then afterwards go to Don't Go There. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, But there's that and then there's like the radiation that was on their clothing. What the fuck was that all about? How the hell did they get radiation in that area which has no nuclear power and... Uh, Secret KGB nuclear testing site. Very like much be Aliens. Aliens. The Evil Council. Bloodbenders. Evil council. <laughs> <laughs> but that's about it. That's, that's uh, a weird. That's all... a weird thing. I, I stuff like that. That's kind of like unexplainable. It's it's weird. Like yeah. it's weird to kind of think about it and be like, oh, it, like how do we have absolutely no idea? And yeah, it is Russia, so there's that. Like, okay, well, everything about their media is kind of controlled, and it's not like as out there as you would hope. But it's weird whenever you have situations where it's just like. Well, we don't know. Yeah. I don't think we can release this podcast, guys. I think we should release this podcast. KGB is going to be at our door. Hey, but the listenership is going to go up. That's true. <laughs> but they have to listen. <laughs> yeah, they have to listen all the way to the end to get it. So our assigned FBI I mean, agents are just going to be like, these guys know too much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whenever whenever it comes back and I'm looking at the stats for the episode, it'll at least say they got to minute like 50 <laughs> to hear it. Yeah. So yeah. at least that way... You know they got they got through the four finger butthole and everything. <laughs> yeah. We got to keep listening, just in case. <laughs> this it's might like, be the one, guys. It's like, hey, <laughs> these guys are actually kind of funny. <laughs> Too bad we have to kill them now. <laughs> uh, that sucks. They froze to death in Bakersfield. Like I don't, I don't know what happened. Like they look scared and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get out of here. I'm getting hungry. Me too. I haven't had dinner yet, so. All right. What do you guys? Uh, what do you guys want to eat? I want to eat some tri-tip now. Lumpia. Yeah, I definitely want some spaghetti. Big, Big brown boys. God, the KGBs is gonna fucking kill us. Guys. <laughs> Shit. <laughs>